This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. New data suggests that America's economy shrunk for the second quarter in a row, putting the country in a technical recession. GDP fell by an annualized rate of 0.9%, according to the first estimate of America's Bureau of Economic Analysis, driven by decreases in private company investment. Higher consumer spending was not enough to counteract that. Officially, though, America is not in a recession. That is for the National Bureau of Economic Research to decide. Xi Jinping, China's president, warned Joe Biden about interfering with Taiwan, saying that those who play with fire will perish by it, according to Chinese state media. The two leaders spoke on a call for more than two hours, also discussing Russia's invasion of Ukraine. U.S.-China relations have entered a particularly perilous period following reports that Nancy Pelosi, America's Speaker of the House of Representatives, would visit Taiwan. It was reported that Ukrainian troops destroyed a bridge that supplies Kherson in the south of their country, potentially cutting off the Russian forces occupying it. Ukrainian officials said that Russia was trying to shift more troops there from the east. Meanwhile, Russian forces appear to have captured Ukraine's second-biggest power plant at Volohursk in the Donbass region. JetBlue agreed to buy Spirit, a rival American airline, for $3.8 billion, after Frontier, another airline, pulled out of a bidding war. The deal will create America's fifth-largest airline, which JetBlue bosses think will be able to compete with giants like American, United, and Delta. At least three people died in flash floods in southeastern Kentucky. Some parts of the state have received up to 14 inches or 36 centimeters of rain in the past two days. More rainfall was expected on Thursday. Andy Bashar, the governor, said to anticipate double-digit deaths. Centrica, the parent company of British Gas, reported a booming 1.3 billion pound or 1.6 billion dollar profit in the first half of 2022. Compared to 262 million pounds, 318 million dollars in the first half of last year. Shell, an oil supermajor, also posted a record-breaking 11.5 billion dollar profit in the second quarter. Their profits reflect rising energy prices stoked by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, as houses around the world struggle with increased costs of living. DeepMind, an artificial intelligence company owned by Alphabet, said it has predicted the structure of almost every known protein, paving the way for big biological breakthroughs. The company published a database of over 200 million protein structures, predicted by its AlphaFold AI. Figuring out proteins' shapes has been one of the biggest unsolved problems in biology. The new database should make it much easier for researchers to develop new medicines and other biotech innovations. And fact of the day, 31%, the share of Americans who say the economy is their most important issue.
And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Ukraine's grain sets sail. A ship packed with Ukrainian grain is poised to leave Odessa on Friday. It would be the first to leave the port under a deal brokered last week by Antonio Guterres, the UN's Secretary General, and Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president. Despite a Russian missile strike on Odessa's port on July 23rd, one day after the deal was signed, it has so far survived. A coordination center in Istanbul, staffed by officials from Russia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the UN, will inspect ships entering and leaving Ukrainian ports to ensure they do not carry weapons. Ukraine may have to clear some of the mines planted in its own waters to prevent an amphibious invasion to create corridors for cargo ships. The deal may ease a global food crisis intensified by the grain blockade, but uncertainty abounds. The cost of insuring shipments through the Black Sea have spiked as companies fret about Russian attacks, and Russia could still, literally, torpedo the deal. America revs up its industrial policy. The Chips and Science Act, a bill aimed at building up America's technological muscle, onshoring chip manufacturing and countering China, has had a torturous path. A version was first proposed in 2020, but this week it finally sailed through votes in the Senate and the House. On Friday, President Joe Biden is expected to sign it into law. The bill allocates about $52 billion to the semiconductor industry, providing subsidies to manufacture chips in America. A separate $200 billion will go towards scientific research, particularly in cutting-edge fields such as artificial intelligence and advanced manufacturing. There are plenty of skeptics about the potential impact. America's advantage in the semiconductor industry lies in design, not manufacturing. But the legislation is focused on the latter. Managing such a huge infusion of cash into the sciences will also be a challenge. But given America's political polarization, Congress's ability to agree on such a big initiative is remarkable in itself. Skyrocketing Profits at ExxonMobil ExxonMobil, an American oil firm, is expected to unveil its best quarterly financial results in at least 25 years on Friday. Its profits for the second quarter could shoot up to $18 billion, more than double the figure it posted in the previous three months. Two factors are boosting the company's fortunes. First, Russia's war in Ukraine has led to a crunch in refined products like petrol and diesel. That has increased ExxonMobil's refining margins by as much as $4.6 billion. Second, high global oil and gas prices will increase profits by up to $3.3 billion. But there might be trouble ahead. Sky-high profits for energy firms have triggered a political backlash, more governments may follow Britain's lead in imposing windfall taxes, and elevated prices could eventually reduce demand, for example by spurring faster adoption of electric vehicles. As industry veterans say, 
The best cure for high prices is high prices. NATO's new favorite port. A few years ago, the privatization of Alexandropolis would have garnered little attention. But the strategic importance of the Greek port has grown since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Located on the Aegean Sea, Alexandropolis provides road and rail links with NATO's eastern flank and Ukraine. America's army has already moved 630 lorry and trainloads of military hardware through the port, with much more planned. Britain and Italy also intend to use it. On Friday, offers are due from four consortiums vying to take over Alexandropolis. Unsurprisingly, Joe Biden's administration wants to see the 40-year concession go to one of the two contenders financed by American investors. The two other bidders have links to Russia. One of them, headed by a firm linked to Dmitry Kopaluzos, a Greek billionaire with long-standing ties to Gazprom, Russia's state-controlled gas giant, is widely seen as the front-runner. The once sleepy port may soon become a geopolitical flashpoint. Improving HIV Prevention For years, abstinence and condoms were the only ways to prevent HIV infections. A daily pill of tenofovir and emtricinibine was later approved for high-risk people. It prevents people from contracting HIV, even if exposed. But last year, American regulators approved a new regimen. Injections of cabotegravir a new drug, every two months. In trials in Africa, cabotegravir was 89% more effective at preventing acquisition of the disease than the daily pill among women at high risk. Ahead of the International AIDS Conference, which begins in Montreal on Friday, the World Health Organization released new guidelines recommending cabotegravir. Treatment, too, has improved. For years, people with HIV-AIDS had to take several pills a day to stay healthy and reduce the chances of transmission. In December, European authorities approved the use of infrequent cabrotegravir and rilpivirine injections as a treatment. The injections are as effective as pills in suppressing viral loads, but much less burdensome. For people affected by HIV, science has delivered some relief. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Friday. What was the code name of the Apollo 11 lunar module? Thursday. Which animated characters are the rescue rangers, who are the focus of a new Disney film? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Vincent van Gogh 
who died on this day in 1890. What would life be if we had no courage to attempt anything? That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.